No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, an intoxicated man, jumped onto a horse, tried to ride it out onto the course at the Breeders' Cup. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And if it hadn't been for security, I think I would have won. He'd have been arrested. What happened to the popularity of the Breeders' Cup? I don't know. I, uh, so I, we should tell people, before we went on the show today, I said to you, I didn't even know. I used to watch that for hours. It was off for I hours. I used to watch the, I, I got ready to watch the Breeders' Cup Classic. That was the thing you wanted to see. I didn't even know it was on. Horse racing. It's boxing. Like boxing. They're, they're in the ether now. They're not there anymore. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Rams finally lose. The Panthers and Steelers are looking spicy, and Alabama looks unbeatable. But we begin today with the Sunday night game, the Packers at the Patriots, the matchup of the great number 12s, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And both of them were good, and the Patriots scored two fourth-quarter touchdowns to win 31-17, their sixth win in a row. Wilbon, the game was built around Brady and Rodgers, but were they the story of the game? Nope, 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 nope. They weren't, and they didn't need to be, and the story of the game... It, to me, the story of the game is the Patriots, how they continue to do this with no Sony Michelle, with no Gronk. They just put people out there. One day they're going to put a linebacker at running back and just matriculate the ball down the field. They can do that. I mean, that's what, you know, our dear friend Dan Libertar tries to make this ridiculously mindless case that coaching really doesn't matter in professional sports. Danny, we love you. Shut up. Because Bill Belichick proves and his staff proves Week after week after week, Tony, it almost doesn't matter who's out there as long as one of those 12s yeah. is on the field and Brady's out there. So I thought, looking at the, looking at the micro, that the story of the game was the fumble. Okay. Because if Green Bay right. holds on to the ball they and go goes ahead. into score, we're not talking about the game in the same way. It's a different thing. What got to me, really it, still win. the great difference in watching Rodgers and Brady, both of whom are absolutely great. Rodgers, much more improvisational. Brady more scripted. If it's not there, Brady throws the ball away. The coaching difference seems to me clear, and this is to your point, that the offense is coached differently on the Patriots than it is anywhere on the Packers. Anywhere. Probably anywhere. So that when Brady goes down the field, it, it, all, it all clicks. He stays, as the phrase is, within himself. If it doesn't work, he just goes down in a heap. Rodgers, to win, has to do something different. Yeah. It's a different type of style. He, he, usually has to be great and 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 that's fine it's a wonderful thing to watch the two of them but when they're playing each other the new england patriots team has an advantage right now over green bay green bay doesn't have the personnel as a guy you're right who roots against the packers not against rogers but against the packers i'm looking at them thinking they're not great let me ask you the patriots potentially are that was a story this is what aaron Rodgers and the packers have had the last two games at rams at patriots that's really hard. right that's right is it possible they won't make the playoffs i I hope so you hope they won't but but you know what because that means the bears other teams in the division of play the bears have the patriots and they got the rams later this year it's not like the packers are at some disadvantage like their schedule's harder it's tough two weeks at at tough two weeks you know, what are you going to do? They got, they got Rodgers. We have expectations of them, right? It's two ats, very hard. Okay. As I know you know, Tony, Patriots-Packers was not the best game of the day. Rams-Saints was. 
The Rams lost for the first time this season, and the Saints won their league-best seventh straight since losing their opener. Brady and Rodgers could be just a little jealous of Breeze and the playmates he has in Alvin Kamara and Michael Flipphone Thomas, who ran and caught all over the yard. Tony, did the Saints win convince you that they're actually better than the Rams? Let me just start by saying that was a thrilling and fabulous game. It was. And that was the best thing all day. Does it convince me? No, it does not. That game is in New Orleans. That's a very big home field advantage. It is essentially a one-play game. It is essentially the pass to Michael Thomas that turns the game around. If you put them on a neutral field, if you put them in L.A., I think the Rams could win that game. What is thrilling most to me about that game, and let's go back to coaching. I believe Sean Payton is the only one out there as good or better on offense than Sean McVay. And more daring. More daring than anybody in the game. So you watch that. You look at those two offenses, and maybe they, I thought the Rams defense would be better. Maybe they just made it look bad. That, watching that game was, you, you cannot take your eyes well, you off the You hope to see screen. it again. Oh, yes. You hope to see it as the NFC title oh, sure. game. That would be great. I oh, want to sure. see it early in the playoffs. I want to see it very late, if, if, certainly if my team can't be in. But, but Tony, Drew Brees got the better. The master got the better of the apprentice. He should. Because Drew Brees was great he late. Should. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that was the narrow difference in yeah. the game. And I, like you, believe that, yeah, you could flip the result here. It doesn't convince me they're better if that game was played in Los Angeles. No, I, I, because I think that the biggest home fields advantage in professional football are in New Orleans and Green Bay. To me, those two places are set apart from every place else in the NFL. So what I was thinking is here are the, here are the Saints. They score very late in the first half. They have 35 in the first half. The field goal comes, the Rams come back and get a field goal, but the Rams run off 21 in a row. You're watching even teams yeah. go back and Absolutely. forth and you're saying, I think if they played 10 times, nine times it would be a minimum of 60 points and maybe as high as 70 points total. 80 points, yeah. Seven. I just want to see it again. Total. I want to see it again. I think you've got the chance. The highlight of the Saints <clears throat> Rams game, excuse me, was again that fourth quarter touchdown by Michael Thomas, the Saints great wide receiver. When Thomas got into the end zone, he reached under the padding of the goalpost and he pulled out a flip phone. This clearly was an homage to former Saints receiver Joe Horn, who did this first in 2003 and was penalized, as was Thomas yesterday. Wilbon, do you appreciate the tribute to Joe Horn? No. And is it excusable? No. No. And, I, you know, I, I'm, that's not my sensibility. Sometimes I laugh at it. Every great once in a while. When we were in Mo Green... Put, took the fire extinguisher to his shoes. No, after Mo Green race. was in The Godfather. Oh, Maurice. 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 Because Mo Green is in The Maurice Green. You remember that? that I thought zone. that was the funniest thing ever. So occasionally I laugh at these things. Usually I'm scornful of them. I hate them. That's just not me. So I didn't have a rooting interest in this game. I just wanted to see a great game. It was a great right. game. And then after that move by Mr. Thomas, I was rooting for the Rams to stick it in his ear. That's what I was. I was rooting for the penalty to capsize the yeah. Saints because I don't like that. And obviously, Sean Payton doesn't like it, even though, you know, I guess he has to let it go. <laughs> well, so he didn't. So I would love to call you a curmudgeon and say that you're not with the times. But I feel I'm much like you. Times. I'm not. Um, I, I, I am vague times. on Joe Horn. And now I'm wondering if everybody's going to go out out there and moon people like Randy Moss did. And we're going to see all these things recycled from 15 or 18 years ago. It's like Hollywood. My first, first reaction was, redos. you know, that's a prop. You can do almost anything now in the yep, NFL. Except but, that. But you can't use a prop. And he said to his coach, that was he, choreographed. Said, he, he said to the sideline reporter afterward, they put him on both ends. I don't ends. want to do this if we wasn't going to hurt my team. We were way ahead. No, because no. you had it at the other end, which means you were prepared to do it 
in the first half. You can't. Oh, I guess the, third, the previous quarter. You can't do this to the Rams because they can score quickly. You can't give it's them so 15 extra yards it's so on a kickoff. If I'm Sean Payton, I know Sean Payton said we will deal with this later. I tell you, the, Sean, Sean Payton's got to say, don't you ever do something that. Something should be mentioned, Tony. And if these guys are smart and funny, but they are so jealous they can't be basketball players and they can't get their own attention. They get no individual attention. If Michael Thomas walked into any workplace in America outside know. New Orleans, you wouldn't, wouldn't know. know who the hell he was. No. So they, but this is great. the way you get attention. Great talent. He had 230-some yards. Two, I think yesterday. it was 211, a Saints record. It's a great talent. Yeah, but great. I, I don't think kill this do- team. Yeah, why, why care about that when you can pay homage to Joe Horn? Two of yesterday's big winners, the Steelers and Panthers, will meet Thursday night in what now looks like a pretty big deal game. The Panthers, though things got tight late, scored a franchise record 35 in the first half in beating Tampa Bay. And the Steelers demonstrated they already have a marquee running back, James Conner, who had 163 yards from scrimmage and scored his 10th touchdown of the season. Tony, who looks like a bigger threat to you right now, Cam and the Panthers in the NFC or Ben and the Steelers in the AFC? So I have to concede a prejudice here, and that is that the Washington Redskins beat Carolina. And at the they end did. of that game, Shouldn't have, but they did. Cam Newton was sailing balls over everybody's head in the end zone. So if the Redskins beat you, I cannot take you that seriously yet. I cannot take you that seriously yet. On the other hand, the notion of under-the-radar teams now. Didn't the Redskins beat the Packers, too? Yes, they did. You're taking the Packers seriously? The, you? the Packers are not as good as Carolina right now. They're not as good. Pittsburgh is never, ever going to be an under-the-radar team. No, they're not. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh started out 0-1-1. They're second to the Patriots in that conference. Yeah, and they're 5-1 right now. So, but the the interesting thing to me, and you can throw in other teams. You can throw in Minnesota. You can throw in Houston. You can throw in the Chargers. But what we're talking about, I, I think you agree with me, the top four teams are the top four teams. Yeah. New England, Kansas City, the Rams, and the Saints. So now you're looking, who can make an upset? I think that. Pittsburgh can. I mean, I think, you know, Pittsburgh, the entire organization, the staff, they used to be in there. And now they're past that's the right. bill. They may oh, not yeah. get past some of the drama of if he walks in the door or whatever he does. They, may not, they can't get past that until it happens. But in they're Mr. Five and Connor, one six. they can whisper in his ear. The more you do this, the longer we don't need him. That's right. And I don't. I don't even care. The Le'Veon Bell drama now is just drama. It doesn't necessarily impact what's going on in the field with the Steelers. When Cam Newton's rolling like this, let's give all the credit to Norv Turner. Yeah. Norv Turner's the coach of the year. If the Carolina Panthers move the ball offensively like they have been, and he's got some weapons. You Tony. have made fun of the Thursday night game for seven or eight I or have. ten years. This the is the whole good time. One. This one. Now you get like three a year. This one. Three or four a year. You're going to watch this. Pittsburgh, Carolina. You're going to watch this. I am going to watch. Alabama went into LSU Saturday night and shut out the number three team in the country, 29-0. LSU has probably the best defense Alabama has seen all season. And this was the first game all season where Tua Tungavailoa played in the fourth quarter and the first time he was intercepted. And Alabama still shut them out and doubled the betting line. Wilbon, is Alabama's dominance good or bad for college football? It's good. All great teams are good for their respective sports. And it doesn't mean Alabama's going to win. Let's just have some recent history here. The Golden State Warriors won 73 games, a record. What happened to them? In didn't the, win in the finals that year. They didn't win. If we go back a little further, and first of all, Alabama has been in a position before yeah. where they went in as a clear favorite, didn't win. The New England Patriots 
go undefeated in the regular season and get win. within one, did not win loss to the New York Giants. So there are a lot of times, Tony, where we've seen teams on the verge of historic greatness not come through. And that's the drama of the season. This is great that Alabama's doing Alabama's this. And LSU gonna, ain't that good. Alabama's going to play 13 or 14 games, right? So that means a lot of teams get a shot at it. That's right. You know, you're honored to get a shot at them. If you don't beat them, you don't beat them. I look at Alabama. I think they're a great team right now. I was watching this game alone in my house. I don't usually talk to myself alone in the house. When Tua threw the pick, I actually jumped up and went, wow, I don't think he's been picked all year. Within five seconds, the announcer said, and he hasn't been picked all year because he's been that good, and they've been they're that good. So, good. so I like so who's going to come up with the argument that they're bad? Listen, I don't know. Listen, I just watched Notre Dame I'd love to person. see him against Clemson or Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is really good. Are they great? I don't know that they're great. Clemson looks like they may have greatness in them, and so therefore we'd like to see those two. Michigan, mean, if it's Michigan, not to Michigan, maybe Michigan. I think is going to beat great. Ohio State, but I don't know if they have yeah. greatness in them. But the point Alabama is, Alabama does. You can't ever say. I hate when people try to argue that a great team isn't good for that team's sport. Let's take a break. But coming up, is it already getting to the point where there's nothing left to criticize about Patrick Mahomes' game? And will continuing to play Sam Darnold? cost Todd Bowles his gig or help him keep it. I like Todd Bowles. He doesn't have another quarterback, does he? Who's he going to play? Joe Willie? No, you think got Joe Willie going to walk through that door? I used to love when UCLA... Ever been knocked down? You know, suffered a setback, fired, left out. It happens. It happened to Mike Bloomberg. Middle-class kid, worked his way through college, got a job, started a family. Boom. Fired at 39. What did Mike do? What a lot of us do. We got back up, dove back in. He had an idea, design a new computer able to crunch data and process information in a unique way. He built it, he sold it, he built more, he sold more. He built a team, he built a company, created 20,000 jobs. Bloomberg is a doer. This is Michael Douglas. I've played a president in movies. This is real world. This is our world. Mike Bloomberg has what it takes to win. Unite the country, find some common ground between Democrats and Republicans, and then lead the way a leader should. Mike will get it done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. It's mail time. You send us questions. We answer questions that you may or may not have sent. Let me see what's first. They sent them. We'll answer them. Do you have any questions left about Patrick Mahomes? Sure. I got the same question about Patrick Mahomes I have about Andy Reid. Can you do this in January? That's it. One question. Can you do this in January? And then I guess at the end of January, if they've done it, I'm going to say, can you do it in February? Because that would be the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the question. Mahomes, who wouldn't want to have Mahomes? By, by the way, I mean, 25 to 28 teams in the league should want to have Andy Reid. I mean, very few places like New England, Green Bay, a couple would say, yeah, we don't need Andy Los Angeles. We don't need New Orleans. We don't need Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a great coach, and Pat Mahomes is the greatest young thing out there. But January's waiting. Okay. I love Pat Mahomes just like you do. I also love Jared Goff, and I think I might love Carson Wentz. One of the things that Mahomes has that we need to talk about, this guy, Travis Kelsey, you can throw it a hundred miles better, an hour. I'm going to say a sentence now. A hundred. He He's will catch better it. than Gronk. He, right now, He's he better is. better than Gronk. Right, he will catch whatever you wow. throw. And what is he? He six, six? will catch it. The guy so that is helps. a total stud. That helps. 
I mean, he, you're right, Tony. Good to, good to mention him. How hot should John Harbaugh's seat be? I, I, there's a report, I guess it's, you know, in the NFL Network, that he's on the hot seat. He was asked about it yesterday. I don't, I would never have thought that. He won the Super Bowl in 2013. But let's go back a little way. I guess the playoffs, I think, since then. Brian Billick won the Super Bowl in 2001, and after 2007, he was gone. So Baltimore has done this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Ravens have won, the Ravens. lost three in a row this year. They got an aging quarterback. They got an aging defense. Well, they drafted a quarterback. And but, I mean, to be honest, Flacco ought to be in his prime. What is Flacco, like 32? He ought to be in his prime. Physical prime. Mike, if... if, if Ben, ben Roethlisberger is still in his physical if prime. If Harbaugh is in trouble, a lot of guys have to be in trouble. Well, it was, it was fascinating to hear Harbaugh, Harbaugh address this and say, basically... I know this team has been well coached. He came off as just being so secure a man. Even that, though you have your public, you know, public ness questioned like this. I, that's I, I, it sort seems, of a stunner to me. It is, but I, Mayo, I, I, yes. I applaud him for his answer. He shouldn't be on the hot seat, Should even not. though Steve Bashotti said not. he considered firing him last year. Should, Should Todd Bowles stay committed to your boy Sam Darnold, even if it costs him his job? I don't see that he has a choice. They, they all cast their lot with Sam Darnold. This is it. They got Sam Darnold, and they got to go with him. He was terrible yesterday. They should have won that game. The Jets should be 4-4 four and four instead of, I think, 3-5. and five. He threw two insane picks, but they're rookie picks. But the question is, does he have somebody else to go to? Who's warming up in the pen? Is he, I mean, who's he got? He doesn't have anybody. Not number 12. No. Not that number 12, not warming up in the pen. No. Look, the Jets stink. The Jets they don't really stink. Okay, really? They don't. Their last three games, they've averaged 11 points per well, I guess game. the quarterback. They say, Sam Darnold stinks. Okay. Sam Darnold leads the league in interceptions at the moment. Too bad. That's what he did cost him. at USC in 27 no games. He had 22 picks. Yeah. You have to stay with him. Of course you have to but stay what, with well, him. Well, that cost but you your job, too? I don't know. I mean, Troy Aikman, Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning, Hall of That's Famer. Rookies. First That's year... What are you going to do? Rookies. What are you going to do? Last one. You, to, you go with the backup, but then they might get angry because you're not have, developing the young rookie. Got to let him play. How much faith should Luke Walton put in Magic Johnson's endorsement? Absolutely zero faith. And let me put that out there again. Zero faith. Magic Johnson, as we all remember, when he was a player, marched into the office one day and said, get Paul Westhead out of here. And then he loved Pat Riley because Pat Riley won all the time. I understand that. You add LeBron James to this mix, a guy who hates every inherited coach he ever got, doesn't, doesn't really want to be coached. He likes to change players. He likes to change coaches. So it's volatile. It's very volatile for Luke Walton. As I said, when the whole thing started, that Luke Walton ought to consider a career in investment banking down the road. If he gets through this year, he's fine, but it's going to be hard. Luke Walton is not the face of the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James is not the face of the Magic Los Johnson Angeles Lakers. Is. Magic Johnson is. And I, I, not only do I know Magic Johnson, personally, for a long time, like all of our adult lives, I worked with him. His word is his word, and I take him at his word. If Magic wants to say, I'm going to get rid of the coach, he can just say, as you pointed out, we're going to get rid of the coach. But I believe for Magic to go out and do this publicly, he believes Safe that. all year. I believe that. All this year. year. This year. And let he, wait, he said unless something dramatic. <laughs> well, uh, that's open to they interpretation, lose 11 straight, that's Enough dramatic. Enough email. Let's take one last break, but still to come. What should we reasonably expect out of Amari Cooper and the Cowboys? Cowboys! How should Michigan and should Michigan now have a secure spot in the college football playoff? No! 
No. So you're telling Nobody's me, secure. You're telling me there's a chance that Magic could find a loophole. He said, no, he said, unless something dramatic happens. What's 11 the- straight losses for the Lakers. Is that dramatic? Happy time. People having 26th birthday, Odell Beckham Jr. For a guy who thinks he's the greatest talent in the league, Odell Beckham doesn't get it in the end zone very often. He has 61 catches in eight games, which is good, but he's only got two touchdowns, and the Giants are one and seven. Antonio Brown has nine touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins has seven. A.J. Green has six. Michael Thomas has five. What's next? Four Everybody blames Eli Manning for everything. Surely there's enough blame to go around, but happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know, all the kids, and by all, I mean every one of them imitates Odell Beckham. All they do is one hand catches in the playground in the schoolyards. One hand. Not hope that helps them. Not so happy anniversary, Julio Jones. On this day last year, the Falcon star receiver had this uncharacteristic drop of an easy touchdown pass from Matt Ryan. Yesterday, Jones finally scored his first touchdown of the season after being shut out for seven games. So Jones has one less touchdown catch than Odell Beckham Jr. this year, but he has 148 more yards. Atlanta mediocre team crushed the Redskins yesterday in Washington, 38-14, exposing the Redskins. They did, Tony, but Atlanta seems on the come right now, and they could make the playoffs. Could be three from that division. Happy trails to Sam Bradford, the overall number one draft pick in 2010. Bradford was cut over the weekend by your Arizona Cardinals. Bradford had signed a one-year $13.5 million deal to keep the seat warm until Josh Rosen was ready. Rosen is apparently ready, and Bradford is out in musical chairs. He threw two touchdown passes this season, each worth $6.7 million. Wow. Well, I always thought Bradford was a human tube of Bengay, but I'm stunned they cut him. Well, Tony, but you're not going to be stunned when somebody picks him up. They're not enough number twos to go around either, just like not enough number ones. He'll be signed somewhere quickly. Running out of show, and so we go to the big finish. Let's do it. Michigan blew out Penn State. Where would you rank the Wolverines? Fourth, right behind Notre Dame. Clemson, Alabama going up. The Rockets are bringing back Jeff Bezdelic to be their defensive coordinator. That's a big deal. I agree. I completely affirm what Never you Never should have let him go anywhere. The Vikings sacked Matt Stafford ten times, all in the last three quarters. Your thoughts? You think that Matt Stafford might like to have his security blanket, Golden Tate, who you said it was not a big deal when they traded him away for no, some I, Because it made the Bears happy and made you happy. Bears are happy. It's a big deal for Philly. The Rangers hired Dodgers third base coach Chris Woodward as their new manager. Good hire. I don't know if it's a good hire, but the Rangers were good, and they have bottomed out. They need Things something. Last one, Titans and Cowboys tonight. What do you expect? I don't know. But it's hard for me to root for the Cowboys. You know that, right? It's really hard. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheim. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. We now send you to Susie Calder and the Monday Night Countdown crew in Dallas.